Hello, welcome. Thanks so much for joining us for the fourth edition of the Small Business Sessions with Enterprise Nation. So a bit of background on who we are, if you don't know already. Enterprise Nation are on a mission to create a more entrepreneurial society in the UK. And we do that by supporting business owners from startup right through to growth. I'm Emily, I'm a broadcaster, and I'm very proud to host the Small Business Sessions. I actually host my own podcast series too, Passion Pods, where I chat to all sorts of amazing people doing amazing stuff stuff, making a living doing what they love, which is why hosting these is a right old joy, sharing the stories of Enterprise Nations members. So this week, our session comes from a member called Mark. He went from a really successful job in finance to then teaching English to Japanese businessmen and women. So not quite the usual ladder perhaps, that you'd imagine you climb in the finance world, which is exactly what we like to see at Enterprise Nation. It's music to our ears. His company is called MB Languages, and just a heads up, by the way, there are some slightly extra dodgy sound bits at points, but they do come and go, hand on heart, I promise, so bear with us. Mark? Tell me in a really, I don't know, couple of sentences, what your business is. Um, Well, MB Languages, in a very simple way, we provide personalised English lessons for people within London. So we send teachers to offices or to people's houses. And we also offer it online as well. So it's not just strictly London. Ring all bases. This is the way forward, I feel. Um, So how did you get into setting it up, Mark? Give us a little potted history of um, how you ended up running running your own language business. Yeah, well, um, my background was originally finance. Wow, totally different. Totally different. Yeah, I studied economics at university, worked in finance for a while, and I didn't really enjoy that industry, so I I went traveling. And that's how I started teaching English as an accident, and uh, in particular in Japan. And then I came back to the UK about four years ago, and I've been working at University College London for most of that time, really. And then I just realized that through my connections in London, in in finance and also mostly with the Japanese community, I just thought, well, it seems like there's a better opportunity to do this, to start a business doing this, providing lessons for people within London, specifically in finance initially, and and also specifically Japanese people initially. Um, So that's how we started it up. It was just a way of me just using my contacts and the environment I was in to try and do something a little different than just teaching a university. So that's how we got started out and that was um, not long ago now but the idea started about two years ago and then um, most of the the year after that was kind of setting it up and working out how to do it and trying to build contacts with people and then the last year has been more about actually doing the business and you know we've had to kind of adjust it and reformulate how we operate the system but that basically is how we got started and where we're up to now. So that sort of sounds like it was in two chunks so you had all the sort of initial setup and then was that shift in the last year then to do with growing or what was the sort of you know the move around of it taking a slightly different shape yeah well it sounds like it's in two chunks but actually in reality it's um it's just a continuous process uh, <laughs> of hard work i suppose most of like the, the, the initial stages the initially six months was really just an idea and then where do we start what do we do well, what do we do and then that's when i came across enterprise nation in, in, at that stage and um went to one of these startup saturdays but i suppose there's always been 
ongoing things during that time. It's just like remembering the bits and pieces, isn't it? It's very different when you look back at it. <laughs> it's very different. Yeah, exactly. People often say, oh, how old's your business? It's like, well, I don't know. I mean, we registered the business in March of last year, but um, we didn't really, didn't really, I wouldn't really say that was the start of the business. I mean, and again, we had, we had a couple of clients uh, last year as well early on in the year and again is that the start of the business maybe because basically I think the difference between how we've done it maybe compared to some other businesses is that we didn't have a a definite um, okay this is the starting point now we're open for business let's go it was much more of a, a kind of continual process of let's try this maybe we can refine it a bit more then try it in a different way and then when we got to a point where we thought it was a better system and we thought, okay, now we can actually try and grow it, now let's really focus on it. It kind of went like that, really, rather than having a clear idea at the start and then, okay, let's start. Yeah, yeah, no, it totally makes sense of, you know, shaping it as you, as you grow. But through that, did you have out of interest, did you have a business plan at the beginning at all? Or was it very much literally just shaping it as you grow? Yeah, yeah, we, we had a business plan, which has since turned out to be fairly inaccurate. But yeah, that, that we did. <laughs> yeah, and I think that helped. It definitely helped. It really helped us understand the market a lot more. And it really focused us on what we actually wanted to do rather than just starting. Yeah, it clarifies the thoughts a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But you, you can't really anticipate some of the issues that will come up until you really start doing it and, and also in terms of the numbers uh, a lot of the, the sales numbers and costs and things like that we didn't you know the reality of it was slightly different but it was quite quite different than what we originally so tell, tell us a bit about that you know I'm keen always to find out what people's challenges have been would you say that's been one of the biggest challenges for you guys um yeah one of the challenges initially when we made the plan was we were looking at what like we we're looking at how many learners there are in the market what kind of uh, demographics they fit, what kind of sectors they're working in. We were looking at other language providers, at the sort of competition, if you will, about what their system is, how much they charge, things like that. And then we thought, okay, right, so this is what we do. This, we, we think we're slightly different because of this, and then let's, let's start it. Um, so we kind of based uh, our plan on certain sales numbers and certain costs for marketing, certain costs for startup. But then when we actually started it, it, it you know, early on when we were trying to testing out our uh, systems, we found out that actually the sales numbers were really, really hard to predict because um, we just don't, we just, we just didn't know really how many people were going to contact us. Um, so that was that was really uh, quite inaccurate. Um, Terrifying as well at the time, I imagine. Hard to get a gauge of it. Um, yeah, it is. And, uh, one thing we realise is actually in our industry, the biggest thing, the biggest thing for getting clients is actually not not so much marketing. Uh, it's more about actually word of mouth. Once we provided a couple of courses for people and they were happy with the course, they would then tell somebody else. And if that was they were happy, then they would tell someone else. So we actually worked out that when we get one client, it's actually more likely to be something like four clients. Um, and that's actually, I guess we were aware of that in the beginning, but we didn't really know how that would play out. We didn't know how, what kind of effect that would have. And certainly in our case, where we started out was focusing on the Japanese community in London. It's quite a close-knit community. The same as well with the financial sector. If you can get some business within one sector or within one community, Word of mouth is actually really, really important, especially for, for a very small business like us. We don't need that many clients to actually start to grow and start to make um, reasonable revenue. It's really reassuring as well, because word of mouth not only is great, obviously, in terms of sales, as it were, or revenue, but 
it's also reassuring that you're doing something right if someone's willing to recommend you that's just a great you know you don't have people along the way giving us ego filling when we're running our own businesses so it's quite nice to have other people thinking that we're doing an all right job i think <laughs> yeah, absolutely yeah and that, that's you know early on when we first started out we even now we still always have a, a feedback sheet to our clients towards the end to to actually find out what's good what's not good and early on that was really really useful because i could see <laughs> there were certain things about our business that, that really weren't that great um, and that's that's why I say it was a sort of continually evolving process and we, we got to a stage where we were happy with that and then we could try much more to, to focus on expanding it. But yeah, definitely it's really, really, really nice to get get good feedback from clients and the best feedback obviously is when they recommend it because some people will say, yeah, yeah, it's, it's a good service, it's nice, but then they don't renew their contract or they don't uh, introduce someone else. So you start to think maybe it wasn't that great. So yeah, it's hard. Really Mixture, yeah. And Mark, tell me advice. What's the best bit of advice you've been given for running your own business? Best advice I've been given? Or that you give, whatever, either. Yeah, um, it's hard to say the best I've been given because I've had so many, so many bits of advice. Um, and I think probably the best advice I've been given is only do something that you're actually passionate about because you're going to spend a lot of time doing it. And as other people I'm sure will tell you, it can be quite lonely, especially in, in, uh, in our case. In the early days, it was really just me. So it's still largely me now. There are other people involved in the organization, but I, I still do a lot of the work with this. So it's, it can be really lonely. So if you don't really believe in what you're doing and you don't actually really feel any passion for what you're doing, then it, it's not going to work very well. You're going to kind of come to a point where you think, I'm not trying as hard as I should be with this business. Because there will be quite difficult times early on there will be times where you're you're putting a lot of effort and you don't seem to be getting anything back and i mean i still have times like that now but just with experience i know that those times will come and they will also go as well so you, there will be good times ahead but definitely you've got to have a, a passion for what you're doing it might not necessarily be your product it's not like I have a, a, a massive desire to provide English lessons for everybody in the world, but you've got to have a passion for actually the actual enterprise that you've got. That's definitely the big thing I've learned and something I heard from a lot of people, and I think it's very, very true. Darn fine advice. Absolutely. <laughs> Hats off to that. I think it's the, um, right, just to wind things up, we are also wanting to know, when you take a break or when you watch something really rubbish on TV, what trash TV is your guilty pleasure? And you have to be honest. <laughs> That's actually a really good question because since I started a business, I don't watch much TV. It's one of the <laughs> things that I actually really don't. You, you can't escape that easily. You can do something else then. What else trash? I think we need to stick with the TV theme or a trash film that's your escape. Or, yeah, what do you do to switch off that's embarrassing? Um, okay. No, well, um, it doesn't no, the only thing I watch on TV now is match of the day. Oh, God. That's well yeah. done. That's a relief for you. I'd love to say I watch Strictly Come Dancing, but I really don't. <laughs> I, I don't actually watch any trash TV. I'm going to edit it so that we make it look like you do. <laughs> that was very good. Hats off to you again. Uh, yeah. Mark, thank you so, so much. Um, so tell us where we can find out a bit more about your business suite. Yeah, if you go to www.mblanguages.com, you can find everything you need to know about us on there. There's videos showing how we work, how our courses operate. You can also follow us on uh, Twitter, mb underscore languages and we're also on uh, facebook as well mblanguages.uk match of the day come on is that forgivable
What do you reckon? I'm just not convinced. Uh, thank you very much to Mark. Thanks so much for taking the time. Great to have him as this week's session. Big fat thanks to you as well for listening. Really grateful for your ears. We're always on the hunt for members, by the way, that fancy being part of the small business session. So if you are interested, head to our website, enterprisenation.com. If you're not a member already, you can find out all the different benefits that we have of becoming a member with us. Events, exclusive discounts, chatting to me on a podcast, great advice as well from our advisor community. So those bits definitely worth checking out. If you are a member already, though, you'll find all the details in your latest newsletter or you can get in touch with us at hello at enterprisenation.com. Next week's session from a member that runs a business, which if you're a startup, not only is it going to be a bit of encouragement from someone who's actually already there and doing it, you might also be able to pick up a few tips as well that you can use in your business. So make sure you join us for that session next week. In the meantime, we have got a few others up on iTunes as well, if you fancy checking those out. As I said at the beginning, number four, racking them up, aren't we? Uh, you can find us on iTunes. Just search for the small business sessions and you can subscribe to us on there. Thanks so much again for listening. and We'll see you next week. 